This episode of Purpose Meets Profit is brought to you by Founders.com, a social learning platform for entrepreneurs by entrepreneurs. I'm Gerard Adams. And I'm Logan Cohen, and you're listening to the Purpose Meets Profit podcast. If you haven't checked out the earlier episodes, you could start from the beginning or you can keep listening here. Purpose Meets Profit is a podcast series that documents the true lives of entrepreneurs who want to drive revenue and impact. We tackle topics from starting a business to the emotional tolls and hardships to fundraising to conquering critical milestones to failures to even the successful exits. Let's build together. All right, the rundown. On today's episode, we're going to discuss what it means to be a lifelong learner. We're also going to look at learning versus doing. And we designated some time for a little bit of a debate. We have two different backgrounds. So the question is going to be, is college necessary? And we're also going to um, recommend a couple things that ignite our learning experiences. We're also going to do the, our, our favorite Fast Five Lightning Round. And then we have our AMA, Ask Me Anything. So make sure you guys text us, 862-367-6893, or leave us a voicemail. And then last but not least, our favorite, stay tuned for the Get Ish. Done segment, where we recap the today's takeaways from this episode so that you guys can apply some of those principles so that you can get ish done. Yes. So today, I mean, I think it's a common term. We hear lifelong learning, right? Always like stay learning, be a student. And I think one of the benefits of being an entrepreneur is that you're constantly learning no matter what. But it's really what you're getting out of it, like your learning experiences or how much you're investing into reading or signing up for different courses. So we're all students, but how do we continue to grow and lead through the learning process? You know, for me, I just feel like I'm a student of the game of life in general. And I think there's no better way to learn about life than being an entrepreneur, right? Because it's about pushing you, pushing your boundaries, taking risks. It's all about like doing the uncomfortable stuff, right? Doing the uncertain, the hard thing, you know, and really going after your dreams. So there's like, I feel like no better way to learn than actually being an entrepreneur i mean i mean people may debate that uh, especially if you want to become a doctor or, or, or lawyer or athlete but for me entrepreneurship has given me so much perspective about life not just about business but it's allowed me to travel over the world and learn from different cultures challenge myself to be a leader i've played different roles from president to chairman the ceo to a cashier <laughs> you know yeah. what i mean so it's like it's really really helped me learn so much about different industries. So I love how much entrepreneurship has just allowed me to become this lifelong learner. What about you, Logan? Agreed. I almost feel a little spoiled in the sense that there's so much uncertainty with entrepreneurship, but something that I'm certain about is that I'm going to learn because the day that I think that I know everything, I either don't have the right network around me or I'm not reaching enough or I'm not trying enough. You are constantly humbled and enlightened in entrepreneurship. So Mm. it's been amazing. Uh, That brings me to naturally ask the difference between learning and doing. We obviously know that there's a clear difference, but I think it's important to keep learning. But what about implementation? Because I see so many entrepreneurs that's like, I've read this book and I've read Good to Great. I've read this and I've read that, read this. And I'm like, where's your product? Where's your company? How are you implementing these things? I've seen like notes on each book, but I haven't seen any implementation. So how would you recommend to like balance both learning yet doing? I mean, it's actually a 
you know, for me, like, I actually learn from doing. So, like, I was really bad student, right? So I didn't, I, I, I suck at reading books. Like, I suck at staring at a freaking laptop watching videos. Like, I am not that kind of learner. Like, I'm an experiential type of learner. If you want me to learn something, like, I need to break something and learn how to put it back together. I need to be an apprentice and go and do a job. I need to, I need to get my hands dirty. So for me, naturally, um, I've been a great entrepreneur because I'm a doer. Yeah, I'm not afraid to fail. I'm not afraid to make mistakes. I'm not afraid to get my hands dirty, and that's allowed me. And I've never learned more than you don't learn. You learn from your mistakes. I mean, the reason why I'm a mentor is because like it's not that I can tell you everything to do. I can tell you everything not to do. Like I've lost millions of dollars, let yeah. alone make millions of dollars. So, you know, that's that's something that for me, like I feel, I think like it's all in the doing. Whether you're book smart or not. I'm telling you, I'm here to tell you right now, 100% you need to do your due diligence. And as I've gotten older, I've become a better researcher. I've taken my time to, to slow down and to make sure that I do my due diligence and to really understand an industry. I know, Logan, you're doing that right now yeah. with doing an ICO with the cryptocurrency market, right? So, you know, I think like there's a balance of before doing, yes, take your time a little bit to make sure you understand the industry, the sector, you know, what the actual outcome is that you're looking for. But no doubt about it that like you're never going to ever truly learn unless you take that shot and just actually do. And um, yeah. that's the, the greatest momentum and, and that you'll ever get as an entrepreneur is from actually making mistakes and doing. I've said it before, I'll say it again. Perfectionism leads to procrastination. So, so many people think that they have to perfect the notes or I'm reading a book about launching. I'm reading a book about launching. I'm reading a book about launching. When are you going to launch? Like launch to learn. Uh, I also want to just piggyback on what Gerard said. I don't know if you remember this, Gerard, because this was like years ago. So for those of you that don't know, Gerard's actually an investor in my company, but he didn't invest right away when we met. He like, I mean, I had to come correct. He uh, taught me what a pitch was all about, what a pitch deck uh, had to do. So he actually came in, I think like almost like two years in. But one of the first conversations we had when I said, what do you look for in a company? He said, I usually look for a founder who's failed before. And in my like rose colored glasses new to entrepreneurship, that like rocked my mind. Cause I was like, why would you want someone who failed? You want winners. And it sounds so dumb saying it today, but I mean, you've been preaching that and also practicing that for years. And I've really appreciated it because if you're not failing, even if it's not like total failure, you know, like you could fail at a new functionality that released. No one's using it. Like there could be internal failures, admit it and build on it. So yes. One of the models that I live by with our company, it's like, is plain and simple. If you're not making mistakes, you're not moving forward, period. You know, like I want to know, I mean, I think the guys, the number one thing that you guys need to learn is like initiative. Like it's, you need to get so freaking comfortable with the doing. Like I want you guys to tattoo it on you. Like, like <laughs> I want you to live by this. Like if you're not doing and executing, then you are dead yeah. as an entrepreneur, period. So like, again, set the time aside to read that book. You know, and take your time to like watch these videos. I mean, look, be a part of founders, but at the end of the day, every single day you need to be doing. Every day. Amen. Um, I also feel like I came down a little bit on readers. I I am a, a very proud reader. That's but awesome. just to say that 
it wasn't until I did what Gerard said and actually got out there and started doing that I actually went back and read the same books and had a whole new perspective. Mm -hmm. And it was so much more fruitful to me because you could take so many notes. But if you weren't in the trenches in between, I reread a book and I was like, oh my gosh, everything's so clear now. And it was from that life experiences. So go out there and do. All right. So with this lifelong learning, I think it was a great time to actually highlight the strengths and differences of both of our backgrounds, Gerard. So we have some debate time. Again with the debate queen, really? (laughs) And the question is, is college necessary? So a little bit of background on us. Um, I, my background is in finance and international business. I have two degrees from Florida International with a certificate in bank management, uh, which I did not pursue a job in. I started a company right outside of it, but I thought that I was that solid like paycheck person type A. And um, I think college helped mold me for where I am today. How about you? I love that. Um, you know, so listen, this is a tough one for me. To be honest, I feel like I tiptoe around this a lot of times, um, you know, especially because I'm a speaker and I, cause I'm pro education, but the truth is for me, I really feel like college, I don't want to say that I feel like, I think college, first of all, it's hard for me to, I, I'm going to be honest. It's hard for me to call out college because I didn't complete college. So yeah. I can't really say, I have a lot of friends that went to college. They built an amazing network. That's what they say. They built an amazing network. They learned a lot about themselves, you know, and, and certain things. I would say that like, if to the question, is college necessary? I would say no, it is not necessary. You do not need college. And my goal is to redefine how you educate yourself and gain the skills from a personal development standpoint and a business development standpoint to succeed in this new modern economy. And that's what we're building at Founders. So I do not think college is necessary. I believe that there are alternatives. Now that doesn't mean that you shouldn't want, you shouldn't. You don't have to go to college. It doesn't mean that you're not gonna gain anything by college. But my answer would be no, it's not necessary. And I'm proof of that. I dropped out my first semester. It's not that I'm proud of it. I know now it's thrown out like, oh, it's cool. To, like not cool to be a college dropout, but like it's like entrepreneurs are so much more comfortable saying they're dropouts now because we have the Mark Zuckerbergs of the world. And you have, you know, people like myself that have dropped out and, 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 and have built success in their lives. Um, but I do believe that I have a lot of friends that have gone to college like you, Logan, that are still uber successful. And I want my kids one day to choose on their own. I'm not going to say to them, oh, because I dropped out, don't go to college. I believe that it's a choice and that you can succeed either way. And if you are in college right now listening to this, that doesn't mean that you can't become an entrepreneur. That doesn't mean that you can't. I When I was in college, I went and got a mentor. I became an apprentice. And every day after class, I went to work. I went and worked on my dream. I went and worked yeah. on my skills. So I just think as long as you use college and you don't let college use you, you'll be fine. Gerard, I actually surprisingly agree with a lot of the points that you brought up. I want to dissect a few, and we can still see if we're on some common ground, all right? You basically said just... my debate king head. (laughs) Just because you're in college doesn't mean you can't be an entrepreneur, like you said. That's such a strong point, and I think while you're in college, have your first venture, because you still have the student card. People want to help you. If you reach out with that EDU, 
Like, especially right now, there's like a lot of programs now. There's incubators exactly. in these schools now. Like, so, and there's also like law professors. You know how much a legal team is for a startup? So like, you can just go to your professor. Also, I mentioned this in past episodes, but uh, my co founder's alma mater, Princeton, was actually one of our first investors. Oh, wow. So, it was the Alumni Entrepreneurial Fund. You had to go to that college to get the investment. And it was pretty substantial. They invested 75K into a brand wow. new company. I love it. I would say one thing to look out for is make sure sure that if you start a company at your college, make sure that if you're using their equipment, you know very specifically the fine print because I know a lot of colleges yes. that ends up taking their patents from students that start entrepreneurial ventures because they're using their labs or whatever it is. So just be a little careful there. But otherwise, I, I agree. There's tons of resources. You get a great network. So that's dope. I and didn't know that, Logan. Only because you mentioned Zuck and like all these, I would like to take a moment to just debunk something. Okay. First and foremost, the elephant in the room, like the price of college is insane right yes, now. And taking on the debt, that's a whole nother episode. So I don't want to ignore that when we're talking about yeah. it. Everyone has different situations financially. You can go to college at any age. I'm not <clears> saying <throat> you must go. Yeah. But if you have the choice, if you have the privilege to continue being educated, that's fantastic. So while we're talking about like the startup. Can I mention one thing? Yeah. For those that actually do want to learn more about the whole college debt crisis i have done a documentary i was actually yeah. the first to ever expose the student loan debt crisis um i got on bloomberg and fox business and cnbc and the documentary is called college conspiracy you guys can uh, look it up awesome thanks jared and you mentioned zuckerberg before just want to quickly just debunk some things here because you always hear about Steve Jobs, mm -hmm. Bill Gates, Mark Zuckerberg, they dropped out of college. And everyone uses them as an example. I'm a real dropout. What's up? But, <laughs> but their like, college experience was so instrumental to each one of their paths. And it actually, I think, again, it was Scott Galloway, the NYU professor. But Facebook went viral because of a campus need on campus. True. So do you think that he would have connected with his co-founders and who they were and learned what the campus needed if he wasn't at Harvard? Uh, Bill Gates... Stanford, too. Stanford as well. But Bill Gates was at Harvard, and he actually was there for three years studying programming and mathematics. And he met Steve Ballmer at Harvard, who became the CEO, and he handed off Microsoft to. Yeah. I think Steve Jobs went to, like, Reed College only yeah. for a little bit, but he credited Reed College with his love for design. Yeah, and Jeff Bezos, I mean, he was the uh, sumo cum laude. You know, he was a smart guy. So for all you out there that are actually book smart, you have a chance. <laughs> Thanks, Jared. <laughs> Appreciate the the kind words for all my street street so, smart guys and girls out there. Don't worry, guys. You, I don't think it's got an, it. I don't think it's an or. I think it's an and. Like Jared, I think there's so many attributes of you that 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 is book smart, even though you don't like to claim it. You you are. You naturally implement things. And I mean, I think that just because I like to read books doesn't mean I don't look both ways when I cross the street. Like I can have some street smarts all in right. it. As long as you read my book when it comes out, Logan, I'll be happy. I'll get the audio. Um. <laughs> <laughs> All, right. All right. So let's move on. Um, Some recommendations. So what do we recommend to our listeners for continued learning? Because it sounds nice, but what do you actually do, Gerard, when you say, you know what, I need to learn more about this? What would you recommend? I, I hate to say it, but mentorship. You want to really learn, find a mentor. You know, it's something that I'm extremely passionate about. If you guys are looking for a mentor, I'm a mentor, so head to GerardAdams.com, shameless plug. But no, real talk, like in your community, um, through social, like 
find yourself a mentor. I think that's the best, one of the best ways to learn. And that's how I've learned. What about you, Logan? Definitely. I would say podcasts like this one and others, you could subscribe. Uh, that's my shameless plug dab, while I'm on it. Dab, dab. Uh, some newsletters like L2 is great. Um, I think there's another one called Hustle. There's also one thing, um, I think, Gerard, we both had the opportunity and great, like, privilege to do a TEDx talk mm. but when I was actually studying about it they said the best way to research something is to pretend that you have to give a TED talk on it oh wow so whatever you're unfamiliar with act like you're going to give a TED talk and become like that expert yeah. on it so whenever I structure something now I do and it sounds simple but last but not least listen Katie Couric had a quote that said I never learned anything while I was talking and I think listening is kind of a yeah. forgotten yes for skill. sure a lot of, and I hate to say it, but you don't get caught into it, but there people learn so much from YouTube. You have things like that. Like you, a lot of people, say, I think I just did an episode on Leaders Create Leaders and people were talking about how YouTube has become their university. Wow. You know what I mean? So you yeah. have that and then founders too, you know, founders, I mean, find academies and, and there's, there's platforms like that that will bring you these courses and masterclasses and a community f to learn from. And that's that literally it is the reason why we created Founders. So we'd be happy to happy to walk you through that if anyone's interested. Um, Definitely. So the, now the Fast Five Lightning Round. Are you ready? We've been doing go. so well. All right, cool. Got the timer? Set the time. Thanks, Rob. Rob is the backbone yeah. of this. <laughs> Shout out to Rob. <laughs> Rob Inspire on Insta. You, All right, you, so yeah. one, college or nah? College. Nah. Last thing you learned. Oh, shit. Um, <laughs> last thing I learned, um, the power of storytelling. I watched the TEDx talk, actually. Ooh. I learned that capers are buds. Okay. <laughs> Reading <laughs> or audiobook? I think it depends, but I'm so into audiobooks right now. Yeah, podcasts, audiobooks. Yeah. Last book you read? The Art of Not Giving a Fuck. Oh, that was good. Mm -hmm. I read uh, The Four by Scott Galloway. Dope. Learning or teaching? Teaching. Learning. Dope. So, All right. Gerard, you said teaching. Yeah. I think that that goes to show. I think we got the five minute thing down pretty good. Now. I think so too. Four minutes and 10 seconds? 40 seconds. We got it done in 40 seconds? Damn. We're getting good. Get fast five. Yeah. We, wow. I think we should like cut it now. We'll pace ourselves a little. Um, but it was, I think it was an Einstein quote. If you can't explain it simply, you don't understand it. Mm. And I feel like part of you being a mentor, that's the gift of like taking complex issues or topics and being yeah. able to explain it so simply. When someone says, I can't explain it to this person, they won't understand. That kind of means that you don't understand it if you can't explain it simply. Yeah. And you know, when I say teaching also, uh, I want to make it clear that uh, for me, I don't necessarily like, I was looking for it. Um, I read this quote, but it's it's not even really teaching because you don't really ever like teach somebody, but like you, for me, it's more of like inspiring them to want to learn. Yeah. If that makes any sense, you know? Like, and, um, but, you know, for me, I, I just, at this point in my life, like learning obviously for the last 15 years, but at this point in my life, me mentoring and guiding um, is something that is just my, my purpose now. But I'm always still a student at the game, and I still even learn from my mentees on a daily basis. So I'm never not learning. I'm just more passionate right now about teaching. Yes. So the Ask Me Anything, this one was really cool because this is from Joshua Ellis from Nashville. 
And he has an exciting situation. He's actually mastered the art of the side hustle. And by mastered, I would say pretty heavily. Uh, his side hustle is actually bringing in over six figures um, Damn, in Josh, real estate. Shout out to you. Right? Shout out to Josh. But he's actually in the process of scaling two ventures. And he's asking if he should take the leap to go full time on these two ventures and go away from his side hustle. And I gotta say, like, and he's a family man, right? I mean, he has uh, yeah, a beautiful he mentioned his wife, wife, and you know, he has. Uh, it sounded like he 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 said his family, so mm-hmm. I'm assuming he has children. Um, but becoming a full time entrepreneur is a big deal, and it definitely. I think if you're asking the question, then the answer is yes. Go all in on your ventures, um, you know. But Logan, I, I'm interested in what you take, right? Because six figures to just let go, of six figures. I think it would be. I think it'd be stupid to just like give up on that. There's got to be ways for you to be able to be resourceful here. So I would tell you like go all out, be a full-time entrepreneur. I would love to obviously learn more about what those ventures are because I, it, I'm a little bit concerned with the fact that there's two. When you yeah. chase two rabbits, you catch, catch none. So why isn't it one? If you're going to go a full-time entrepreneur, why isn't there that one thing that you're going, you're putting your 100% tunnel vision focus on to becoming massively successful? So I'm, I'm a little bit worried about that, Josh. But ultimately, to answer your question, I think you need to get resourceful and figure out a way to, uh, to take advantage of this side hustle without just losing the revenue completely. Logan, what do you think? I completely agree, Jared. First and foremost, Joshua, thank you for your question and your kind words here. I absolutely love that you said that the two ventures are pulling you because it's the epitome of purpose meeting profit. So that's really exciting to us. Um, But as Gerard mentioned, you have real life responsibilities, a family um, and everyone that's really relying on you. So definitely do not hold back. Go all into your entrepreneurial journey. But I don't know if it's an or. I know I say this a lot, but can't this be an and? If your side hustle, and it's a very successful side hustle, are you able to delegate a little bit? Could you bring on a hire, even a part-time hire, so you can keep this other stream of uh, income coming because you know what entrepreneurship is an exhilarating journey but there are ups and downs so I would hate to tell you to only do that is there a way that you can hedge this a bit so that you can diversify your streams of income and pursue um, your entrepreneurial drive because it sounds like you're really passionate about it I'd love to learn more and it sounds like he's helping people identify and live their legacy it's just so aligned with what we're doing he's having a book come out so you better hit us up when this book comes out absolutely but like Logan said, look, a great entrepreneur is someone that knows how to build a team and lead a team. I have a, I have a portfolio of businesses that derive income and revenue for me. I started with leading a lot of them and then I let them fly like a little butterfly with a team. So find those people. You know how many people would love to come into a real estate business that's already driving six figures, has some momentum. There's tons of people out there. In fact, some of our listeners listeners may be interested. So if you guys are listening and you're interested, <laughs> Joshua Ellis from We're Nashville assuming he's hiring. Has someone <laughs> who could probably help him build his team and, and is, is, is looking for someone. Josh, we're going to help you out here. But regardless, make it happen. Give it a shot. And then go all in on, you know, building out your legacy and, and helping those. Gerard, sorry, I just want to add one thing. I think that this is um, relevant to the situation. When the world looks at an entrepreneur, they only see like the leap from the mountain. Mm. So they think every entrepreneur is such a risk taker. When I think we talked about this before, we're risk mitigators. The entrepreneur who's leaping has a plan A, B, and they probably built a safety net at the bottom. It's like you do take that risk, but you've thought about it. 
Everyone think like just no, you're giving me a face. I mean, I jump off the cliff and I don't think I can fly. So, but that's just me. <laughs> That'll be for another episode. All right, and it's time for the get she done segment. So, guys, the takeaways from this episode that I want you guys to really take some, take these down, put these into real, put these in the practice. And I would say that the the main takeaways would be like one, embrace humility. The less you know, the more you can learn. So don't think that you you need to be the smartest person in the room or you already lost, right? The next takeaway I would say is you can balance learning and doing by learning from doing. So don't be afraid to actually make mistakes because this is the next takeaway. If you're not making mistakes, you're not moving forward. You know, you have to make sure that you prioritize action and take initiative. The next takeaway, execute every single day. After that, another great takeaway, it's the reason why I become successful, find a mentor. Find a mentor. And if you guys are interested, feel free to go to gerardadams.com and you guys can go and apply for my mentorship program, Millennial Apprentice. And last but not least, if you want to know how well you understand something, use the test, Can You Explain It to a Five-Year-Old? All right, guys, so thank you so much for listening. Make sure to subscribe. Yes, and we want to hear from you. Make sure that you call us or text us. We are loving these questions so far. So call us at 862-367-6893. Again, that's 862-367-6893. Text or voicemail, and we cannot wait to hear from you, and we'll give you our our unbiased feedback. Thanks for everyone who's been listening to these episodes as we get the ball rolling and get the momentum uh, to our Purpose Meets Profit tribe. We're out of here. Till next time. Bye.